0: Well, you guys know me. My name is Beto Gudiño. I am broadcasting all the way from a tiny house next to the Pacific Ocean in Costa Mesa, California. Broadcasting to the rest of the world, possibly the rest of the universe, the rest of humanity for sure. And this is the Christian podcast. This is the last radio on Earth. And today it's another beautiful COVID nineteen blue sky type of day. It's a pre-apocalypse. No, there's still there's not many cars on the streets, but there's still people around. Um, So maybe you're listening right now, or maybe you catch on this conversation later on when we're not even here anymore, right? Who knows? But today I want to say welcome to The Christian Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. And we're going to talk to somebody that has this awesome nonprofit called Teen Leadership Foundation. And let's figure out what she's all about, where this idea came from, and learn together. Hey, what's up, everyone? You guys know me. My name is Beto Gudiño. And today we have a very special guest. Um, Her name is Lisa Casteter, And we want to know what she's doing. She has a nonprofit called Teen Leadership Foundation. But we want to hear from her and see what it is about. So, Lisa, are you there? I am. I am. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for giving us your time for joining us. How are you feeling?
1: I am good. Thanks for having me. I look forward to sharing a little bit about team leadership.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, we're really excited that you're here. And would you tell us a little bit of who you are, first of all? Yeah,
1: yeah. So just again, uh, my name is Lisa Castetter i am the founder of teen leadership foundation we're about 14 years old and i founded the organization out of my own personal experience within the church and uh, becoming aware of the statistics around foster youth as they age out of foster care and then getting to know um, youth in, um, in their faces and so i spent A lot of years um, doing a lot of volunteering, mentoring kids, um, setting up different ministries within my church. And um, about 14 years ago, I I really heard God speaking to me that I was to leave my career in the apparel and textile industry and launch an organization that tells the church nationally um, and beyond about this crisis in our country around foster youth and particularly those that have aged out. And so that's what we do. We work alongside churches. We um, we see ourselves as a bridge builder between church and state. We make it safe for the church to outreach to teenagers in foster care, um, and make it safe for the counties or local governments um, to have the church um, working with the youth as well. So we say, hey, church, here's how you can outreach to teenagers in foster care. Here's this camp you can go do um, for three days in the summer. Here's a mentoring program, and here's life skill workshops that you can be giving them. So we train them. We equip the church on how to do that, give them all the tools and training. They go out and get volunteers and launch ministries. Um, In addition to that, in in Orange County, we have two housing apartment complexes that we house kids young adults singles and parenting moms that have aged out of foster care turned 18 and are at risk of some really heavy heavy statistics so when a resident young adult comes to live with us we spend two full years working with them in the areas of employment education finance and health and wellness we um, help them enroll in college um, really bridge the gap again between them becoming an adult and with with all the and giving them tools to help them um, succeed at that we we also um, provide all of our residents with mentors and budget coaches and tutors and parenting coaches um, to really create an army to help
0: them succeed as well wow that's awesome that's awesome um when, when you're talking about awareness for the church and some of the statistics, what were some of those uh, maybe challenges that you saw uh, particularly foster youth were facing that needed to be addressed that made you want to be a part of and starting really a teen leadership foundation? Would you share a few of those uh, statistics or challenges? Yeah.
1: yeah, so every year in our country, um, around 30,000 kids, a little less, will age out foster care and what that means they'll turn 18 um, and they become an adult and what we what we've seen over the years with those the statistics behind that are we're around 60 percent of them within the first 18 months will be homeless um, we're sending them out um, they've been in care they've been provided for they've been taken away from unhealthy families we're sending them out back to that in some cases or to no families in some cases. And so um, the homeless statistics behind youth aged, aging out of foster care is is, is high. Um, 13, 14 years ago, when I started teen leadership, it was one in every three girls would be pregnant by 19. And when she aged out, that statistic is now one in every two. And wow. so, and, and we can talk about incar- incarceration and, and, um, the education rate to so the statistics behind the lack of even finishing high school, let alone enrolling into college. And so our teen programs are really preventative around some of those statistics and helping them early on um, build the skills that they need, create community and relationships um, with healthy Christians within, with among the church. And so um that happens in the teen area and then of course we continue that as they um turn 18 as well
0: that's awesome um i mean these kids they're they're going through something some experiences that we can't really relate to you know we haven't experienced and maybe that's that's part of why they they become part of these statistics but how do you help teens unlearned what they have experienced through trauma
1: yeah well trauma trauma really never goes away um okay young adults can be they can learn coping mechanisms um and certainly uh, we provide hope and provide hands and feet of jesus and um teach them biblical principles as well around that but trauma really never goes away and just to kind of give you a Um, A real-life two-day story, one of our first moms that moved into the launch pad, that's what we call our housing facility, Um, she was in foster care, had a really, really, really hard story, um, and aged out of foster care, had a set of twins at 18 or 17, I think it was, and the stress of being on her own led her to do meth and have her children taken away. Wow. So she worked really hard for 18 months to be reunified with her children, and the um, the drug rehab center said, "Great, you're doing an awesome job. We're we're going to release you." And so there she was, going back into the same cycle: no shelter, no job, no money, um, no you know community around her, and a, and her set of twins had been reunified, and so we were able to. Jump in and um, help the mom with her twins and enroll the girls in preschool. And they went to a Christian preschool. She was um, instantly, we put her into vocational training. She was at a cafe at one of our church partners. And this is six years later, she's still there. Called me up over the weekend and recently has had some panic attacks and some traumas coming back because of the state of our country right now. And she had a routine. For six years of getting her kids to school, going to her job, doing her work, picking her kids up and needed that routine. And that routine has been changed and altered drastically and it finally hit her. And so she's she's been having to work through that. Um, and it's been beautiful to see because she's has community to be able to reach out to that we can pray for her. Um, she knows the Lord and you know, is really, you know, spending, you know, just more and more time, um, you know, in the Word and listening to, to music to help her get through this.
0: Wow. When you say uh, the hands and feet of Jesus and hope, and I mean, you're, you're pointing out a few of the ways you, ha- you guys have helped. What does hope look like uh, practically? Do you have, you know, like uh, three or four ways that you always intervene with that are like the, your core values or something like that?
1: Yeah, you know, um, we have some principles that we, that we speak life into our, our residents at the Launchpad and as well um, to teenagers. It looks a little different with teenagers, um, but we speak to them of that, you know, they are fearfully and wonderfully made um, and speak into that of what that looks like um, and that we value them. They they see um, in particular if you if you look right now um, uh, you know, three four weeks ago our our, our country um, completely changed on a dime and mm-hmm. from that Friday to Monday because our residents are are young and in school they all have entry level employment their jobs were lost um, and so insecurities come up and they have you know small amounts of rent to pay and other bills and we've been able to, they've been able to see how within one week, our church partners, their volunteers, their mentors, their budget coaches, all rallied and wrapped around them. And they've been able to see, um, you know, people bringing over food and stocking our food garage and people going, hey, let's just figure out how to tutor online. You're now having to figure out college online. Let's help you there or people just last weekend and someone dropped off out of the blue 100 Easter eggs and everyone got to have a surprise Easter egg hunt. And so there's these, there's these practical ways that we're showing them that there's loving Christian people out there that want to want to, um, break to speak into their lives more and that helps break down barriers and it helps them move towards that community. And it helps them move towards really exploring their story and how God sees their story.
0: Wow, that's so good. W- would you say, um, I mean, you're mentioning that this is mostly statistics in in the U.S., right? Uh, are yeah. you aware of, of this happening globally or is this more like just because of the way the system is in America or, or do things like this happen are you aware of any statistics around the globe
1: yeah i think there's some similar statistics in our country a lot of our youth in foster care they're not really orphaned as they are globally um they're in foster care through no fault of their own parents have chosen incarceration drugs alcohol abuse neglect um over raising their kids and so they're taken away um I always like to tell, like kind of help people understand a little bit of our child welfare system, because it's easy to say it's broken, and there are pieces that are broken, Um, but when we set up the child welfare system in our country, it was to protect children, and they do that, and they do that job well, but what it was not set up to do is raise children. And we've left kids in foster care and, and, and into a child welfare system that's not designed to raise children. And I believe it's our job as men and women uh, believers to raise those children. And the way that team leadership looks at that is as a teenager, you're less likely to be adopted. And so we need to, we need to arm you with mentors and People around you that are going to walk out that that life with you when you leave care, um, and then we believe in and advocate, you know, on foster on fostering to adopt as well.
0: What a great way for for re- the church to become practical and become the the handsome feet, right? With your, yeah. I mean, because some of these kids might be our neighbors, right? What, what's right. kind of your. Right. Um, uh, your outreach, I know you guys are in Orange county, but what is the scope of your your reach? yeah,
1: so we have a toolkit online that anyone out of orange county um actually we we have some partners that we work with in riverside it's basically Southern California anyone outside of Southern California can buy um, purchase this toolkit yeah you know, Um, Half the time I give it away. It's really cheap. Um, But it will tell you, like, here's how you can start and launch a ministry within your church. Here's how you can set up a camp for summer. Here's how you can set up your mentoring program. Here's how you can do these life skill classes. It's really easy. Um, There's letters of references in as well um, from Orange County, LA, um, social services saying, you know, we highly recommend this. So So if you're if you 're somewhere in, in your your state, your church has never really done anything like this, and you want to approach your county or state social service child welfare system, you know you can, you, you can be tooled with what what does that look like and how to go to them to to create partnership
0: as well. Awesome. What would you say to the, uh, to the youth? that do have let's i'm i'm just going to use this term that do have a family that do have good parents that do have a positive influence and that maybe they they take for granted you know uh having a being raised in a regular family or whatever Uh, what is the message different for foster youth than to a regular young kid
1: um you know i I I don't know if the message is different or similar in the aspect of um be aware, have your eyes open that there's someone sitting next to you in school or at the school lunch or the movie theater or mall that um not necessarily has your life. Um and could be or could not be hiding some some things. Um look for that, invite them into your world. If you're at a youth group, invite them into that. If you're um, you know, in some you know club or something, invite them into that. Invite them into um, ways and in where they can um, hear the gospel.
0: Awesome. What is the best way for people to connect to what TLF is doing if they want to, you know, partner yeah. with you? Are there a church that want more information?
1: Yeah, all the information's on our website at teen like teenager teen leadership foundation dot org. Um, if you want to volunteer locally um there's ways to um you can sign up online um and then we we connect you with background checks etc um if you you know if you are looking out of state and want a toolkit or even just you know here and want a toolkit um uh, that information's on there as well we um do have a a small social enterprise where we employ youth um in screen printing, we're giving them screen printing skills and other skills in Costa Mesa as well. It's called framework imaging and framework is W-E-R-K. Um, so if you, you know, if you have a small business or if you, you know, need t-shirts for whatever, please think of us, you're, you're employing foster youth at the same
0: time. That's so cool. Um, and just on another note, you know, is, is there anything you've learned with, with COVID-19 so far? Is, are you doing things differently? Has this you know, brought new challenges? You mentioned a few of them uh, before, but yeah. have you learned anything specific through this uh, that maybe you want to let people know?
1: You know, I, I think one of the biggest things that we've seen that's, um I've been telling my team the past several weeks is that a lot of times a young adult will move in at the launch pad and it will take us a full year to break barriers and break down those walls and how, and for them to learn to trust us. And that has been collapsed into a three-week time period. And they have seen um, that the church is the hope of the world. And I've seen these young adults um, running to that, all gathered together in our community room with a big screen, watching services. Um, and it's been it's been beautiful to see, um, and to see how the church has responded to lessen um, what very well could be um, you know uh, uh, I wouldn't say hurt but trials and and, and, um, and helped us troubleshoot things. Um, we're looking at you know how we are being able to still, you know, um, outreach to kids. And right now, there's about 300 kids in Orange County that have mentors through us. And we're, you know, our church partners have been on the phone with their mentors saying, hey, look, Zoom them, text them, call them. You've got to still be um, getting a hold of them during this time more than ever. Kids need routine and kids from that are traumatized need routine more.
0: Well, this is the way I I pictured it. You know, we we look at, sometimes we look at this crisis that happens around us and we're looking for how can something good come out of this, right? And you're saying Mm -hmm. that it's actually becoming a little bit of a positive thing because it's reducing the amount of time it's taking you to connect, uh, you know, to the youth. So maybe... I mean maybe COVID nineteen in a <laughs> sense is not so bad, right? It it's producing some good fruits.
1: Yeah, it you know, we still there's a mission that um God gave me in a call fourteen years ago and um share, sharing the gospel with trauma youth doesn't stop because of COVID nineteen.
0: Wow that's so good thank you so much lisa is there anything else uh you would like to let our audience know
1: no just yeah thanks for having me beto and um yeah i always love sharing what we do and just appreciate your time
0: awesome well thank you so much this has been a wonderful to getting to know uh, a little bit more about what teen leadership foundation is doing how you guys are maybe even thriving in the middle of this uh crisis going on around the world and how you guys are still bringing hope, bringing the hands and the feet of Jesus to kids in need to foster youth. And you're letting them know that they're not alone, that you, that God is with them, that God is walking with them and no matter, uh, no things might look a little different, but still reaching out to them, walking with them, even from a distance using technology. So props to you guys for what you guys are doing. And really our prayer is that more people will be aware of this situation, of what's happening uh, in America and for ways for people to be involved. You know, sometimes people ask the church, they're like, okay, you know, we, we attend church, we go there, we check the box. But is there really something more we could do, you know, more than like I say in Spanish, warming up the benches? Is there something more we could do? And I think this is a, this is a very uh, practical way in which the church as a whole can be involved in walking with the youth and really changing their uh, their perspective and their future, you know, shaping their future into a better future. Um, right. So thank you so much for what you guys are doing. And props to you guys and blessings to, to all thank your ministry. You. Thank you. So there you have it, my friends. That was Lisa and Teen Leadership Foundation all the way from Orange County, California, spreading the virus of hope to all the world. It doesn't matter what crisis is hitting, we can still be the hands and the feet of Jesus. So i just like to remind you, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, it would be so beneficial If you go to iTunes and leave us a review, only positive reviews, please. Everything else will be tormented and erased. Well, I can't really do that, but hopefully you guys give a good review. You can go to Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and also you can visit our website at christianpodcast.online. We're also working on a massive christian podcast directory at christianpodcast.com so we'd love for you guys to send us your thoughts your comments blessings my friends Thanks for listening to this episode of Christian Podcast. If you liked this episode, share it with friends and family. Make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review whatever you can. You can also visit ChristianPodcast.com to learn more about our show. Hasta la vista.